Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, this is Zach Brittle, and I'm here with Laura Heck. Thank you for joining us for episode 8 of Marriage Therapy Radio. Today we're talking about intimacy. Specifically, we're talking about how to crack the intimacy code. It's a big topic, uh, and I know a lot of you are curious, so we'll get right to it. Hey, Zach. What's going on? Oh. How are you doing? I'm good. Why? So, um, why why am I good? Gosh, I, I'm the person usually that asks these questions. I know. I uh, I don't know. I just, I feel, I'm feeling good. I just, um, I've been working out and eating, you know what it is? What is it? I cut out, I cut out dairy from my diet and, uh, and my stomach feels good. I've been really into this like whole gut health thing. I've been listening to some really great podcasts. I've been researching it and I just feel like dairy and I have to have a a little breakup and we might, (laughs) we might come back together, but for right now, we're taking a break. Right on. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm probably not. I don't feel that great. In fact, uh, I'm gonna. I'm starting a cleanse on Monday, and in order just to kind of get my body back, I spent a lot of the summer just sort of being lazy and kind of not really watching what I was eating or drinking or not exercising in as in the way that I would want to. And so I'm hitting reset mm-hmm. on Monday, and it's ten days. Me and Rebecca together. That's good. I want to go back to something real quick though, because this yeah. I think is important in my office. When people come into my office and, and I say, how's it going? And they say, good. I always say why hundred mm-hmm. percent of the time, Oh, because when your neighbor says, how's it going? And you go, good. That's the end of the conversation. But when your therapist, the automatic says, response, when your therapist says, how's it going? And you say, good, yeah. you better have a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. if nothing else, you we, you want to know why you're doing good. You know, if my body feels good yes, um, and it's because I'm yes. sleeping and eating right and exercising, I want right. to do more of that. Yep. If my body feels good because right. I got lucky, then I'm just going to be like, Oh, I don't know. I guess I just, and that's not a, that's, that's not repeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the same way with couple health. I think it's the same way with like whether or not your relationship is better, worse or the same than it was yesterday. If you come in and tell me that totally. you had a good week, you, I want to know why, because we want to do more of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, celebrating those small wins, identifying what's what's the the change, well, I what's think making the change. Celebrating is the second step. The first step is acknowledging mm-hmm. and naming, right? Um, mm-hmm. We talked to each other five times this week, or we we had sex twice, or we f- went out on a walk, and we or we won mm-hmm. the weekend because we paid attention to the way we used our time. You know, I think that that those things need to be named and celebrated, but also like given attention. And repeated. Yeah. This, this is a little, uh, uh, this is actually a lot off topic, but you know, I, <laughs> I have a couple and uh, had a really tough session and I couldn't get them off of my mind. And so I sent them an email and I followed up and basically said, Hey, uh, I've been thinking about you in the shower. I've been thinking about you on the drive. I've been thinking about you while I'm working out. I can't get you out of my mind. 
And I just feel like I'm going to send you this email for myself so I can cleanse my soul of you and your story. And they were like, you're fired. And they got a a restraining order on you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I basically said, I've been really thinking about what's happening here. And I think that I'm going to be bold here. And I said, I think you need to make some major swift changes. And I left it pretty generic because it was kind of just a follow-up email. And I met with them a week later and I said, how are you guys doing? And everything about him was different. And I said, did you get my email? Because I didn't get uh, a response back from you. <laughs> and you know what? This is the craziest thing. Um, they proceeded to tell me about these massive swift changes that they had started to put into place. And I'm talking about them changing careers, moving states, uh, just like these huge changes that I was so impressed. And I'm so glad I followed up because I had not, I wouldn't have known that they were sort of like doing their homework and that they were, they were actually doing what I had asked them to do. And so it's kind of about asking, right? And asking for clarification and digging a little bit deeper because sometimes we just don't uh, volunteer that information very easily. Well, I think, I think, you you know, what you're talking about honestly is the, um, we're not, we're not their neighbors, you know, like if their neighbors sent them that email and said, Hey, I've been thinking about you in the shower. And I think this is what you ought to do with your relationship. <laughs> that would be really creepy, you know, but yeah, th- but yeah. we have a responsibility and a privilege to kind of ask the question that nobody else is asking them or to offer mm-hmm. the point of view that nobody else is offering them. And so I think that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. I'm glad you did that. All right. So what are we talking about? We've kind of been uh, just sort of chit chatting, but today place, yeah. we're, we're a little bit all over the place, but we're still, we're in the last of our series on connection. And, you know, you asked a question that was, I thought was really interesting. You basically said, if you had somebody come to you and just ask simply, Hey, you know, what do you think about connection? What is it that you would want to tell them about connection? And I had a response and I think you agree. It's something that we talk about often is connection is intimacy. Mm -hmm. You can't have intimacy without having a connection. You can't have connection without intimacy. And so I really wanted to just kind of do a deep dive into what intimacy really is. I think also what's important to know is that when when we say intimacy, a lot of people either don't know what it is or they think sex. And I kind of want to elaborate more and and let you know that intimacy is is so much more than just sex and and go into that a little bit. So what were you going to say, Zach? When couples come in and they tell me that they want it that, or they, they start using this idea of, we want to talk about intimacy. I always check and I go, do you mean sex? Because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. And I'm like, cause intimacy and intercourse, they're not the same. Um, yeah. and even when couples use like physical intimacy, I check and I mean, do you mean sex? And they're like, yeah, but physical intimacy and sexual intimacy are different. And so I think right. there's lots of that and it's important. I think if you're going to be really connected um, in an intimate way that it's not just sex. Um, in yeah. fact, the retreat that, that Rebecca and I went on a couple of weeks ago, one of the main takeaways for me was this idea that making love and having sex are different things. Um, mm. you can Has make that been love. A something separate for you. What's that? Has that always been something separate for you? Uh, I, I no, I think if you had asked me like, what does making love mean? I would say it means having sex, but you know, mm-hmm. we heard this wonderful story about a couple that was <clears throat> really just sex was a painful topic for them, but they sat in the bathtub and he combed her hair for an hour. He brushed her hair for an hour. 
And I was like, wow. that you made love to your wife for an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think if we are willing to think about intimacy in a broader context, maybe connection and lovemaking becomes more possible. Um, mm-hmm. I think it becomes more possible because, um, you know, sort of the five love languages are pretty common. A lot of people know what the five love languages are and what the idea is that you sort of lean toward one or two love languages more than the others. And we're going to we're going to sort of outline the five facets, if you will, of intimacy. And there are five separate ones. And I and the couples that I see and even in my own relationship, I tend to really lean toward a couple of them better than others. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, we kind of fall down in certain areas. And so if I really want to boost my intimacy and my connection, I'm going to kind of ignore the ones that I'm already kicking ass in and I'm going to lean into the ones that I've fallen down in. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. So let's let's maybe for our listeners outline the five facets for them if if you want to start doing that. Yeah. I like to think about it literally as connected to your body. So, um, there, the five are intellectual, emotional, physical, sexual, and spiritual. And so I think about the intellectual part in the brain. I think about the emotional part in the heart. I think about the physical part, like, like you're making a muscle or like it's in your, your sort of your strong arm. <laughs> He's flexing for me right now. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, yeah. And it's, do, do you see how big it is? Look, I saw those today. guns. Yeah. yeah right. I can see it. I think about sexual uh, intimacy around the genitals and then spiritual intimacy for me is kind of the halo above your head. And it's not even that it's a halo or a symbol of religion as much as it's a symbol of something above something mm-hmm. on top of the relationship that you're aiming at. Something greater. Um, yeah. That is your main sort of source of meaning or your main goal or priority or value. Um, and some people, mm-hmm. for some people that's religion. Some people like, like to rely on the biblical definition or a, a sort of a Buddhist notion or they are, they're really, uh, sort of, uh, guided by the ritual of their orthodoxy. And, um, but in, in our, in my mind, it's really just about whatever it is that you wake up kind of knowing is your, is your bond. That's your spiritual intimacy. Hmm. Okay. So, um, I just want to kind of dive in just a little bit to what each of these are. So you said intellectual intimacy, um, intellectual intimacy is like sharing your thoughts your opinions, your beliefs, and sort of just having that that discourse with your partner um, about something. And just kind of an example of how to have intellectual intimacy would be, um, man, I love this actually. So I overheard, I told you I was on this Nashville trip with with the moms and uh, you know, every every couple hours, somebody would check in or be on the phone with their partner. How's the kid? Blah, blah, blah. 
And I heard her say to her spouse, hey, did you get that article I sent you? And I just beamed. I really um, was thinking, man, this couple is so bonded intellectually. Because not only had she sent an article that she found interesting, she wanted her partner to read, but she was following through. And that's the most important part for engaging in that intellectual intimacy is asking your partner, what's your thoughts on this? What did you think? What it, I mean, what what resonated for you? Because this is what I thought. And that's how to deepen that intellectual intimacy. And I would yeah, I was say, gonna say the same thing, which is that when I think about it, yeah. especially in my relationship, it's stuff that we read, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's not even stuff that we read together. But like if she's interested in what I'm reading or I can be interested in what she's reading, then that is a place that we can kind of connect. And I think the other piece is we'll watch show, We watch shows together a lot and we actually have conversations about these characters and what they're into and what their personalities are and what's motivating them. And I think that's an opportunity too for us to kind of just feel like we're connected around another Mm -hmm. notion. Mm -hmm. So emotional intimacy um, would be, you know, when I think of emotional intimacy, I think of vulnerability and Brene Brown's really big on vulnerability and um, had this conversation with, with partners about being able to just sort of be authentically you and show your partner the soft spots of who you are and have your partner be a-okay with that. And I, to me, that feels like emotional connection of uh, connecting on a deeper level emotionally. And I guess um, I don't have more of a concrete way of describing it. How about you? I think it's creating um, a place that is safe to go mm-hmm. beyond like the primary colors. Remember that movie Inside Out and how all mm-hmm. those emotions were like really up in that girl's head and they were all really clear colors. Like it was red mm-hmm. and it was purple and and green. And I think the emotional intimacy is the ability to kind of uh, tolerate the nuances on those colors. Like anger is red, but you know, there's also crimson and there's rose and there's vi- uh, not mm. violet, there's crimson and there's rose and mm-hmm. there's pink and there's all kinds of uh, textures. And mm-hmm. I think if the relationship has emotional intimacy, those textures are allowed. Those, those mm-hmm. um, sort of nuances it's are allowed. It's a safe allowed. place. Yeah. Yeah. So we have intellectual, emotional, uh, you talked about spiritual. So let's, let's draw a line between physical and sexual. And I think I want to take physical because I think that this is actually an area that my husband and I probably do better in than other areas. And I notice it most when we lay down at the end of the night and we're close with each other, we're Mm. within close proximity and we always, um, touch each other. And I feel like it's, it's more of, um, he, when he was a kid, his dad would scratch his back before bed. And it's been a soother for him since he was a child. And so since I've known him and have been dating him, mm-hmm. I have been uh, his designated back scratcher. But it actually, when when he goes many days or maybe we don't have time to connect um, and we're not touching each other and we're not physically intimate, I miss it. And mm-hmm. um and I really miss, you know, snuggling and, and cuddling and all of the non-sexual touching that we do when we're not around each other. It's holding hands in the car. It's putting your hand on on his lap when you're sitting next to him, uh, you know, at a concert. That to me is physical intimacy, but it's definitely well, not sexual. Well, it's also hiking and playing tennis and um, mm. and just being active and being healthy. You yeah. know, I mean, I think yeah. all of that is um, is part of it. Being physical. Yeah. So do you want to tackle sexual intimacy? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a big thing. Couples come in all the time and they want to talk about sex. And I guess my, 
I guess my initial bias is to say, well, how are the other four areas doing? Do you have a place mm-hmm. that you can connect in your mind and in your heart and in your body and in your sort of goal setting? Because I honestly are obviously when, once you get into the bedroom, all of those things are part of it. Um, and some men will go, no, it's not. But almost all women will say, yeah, it absolutely is. And so I yeah. think sexual intimacy, um, when those other four are in play, you mm-hmm. at least have an opportunity. To, well, I had a couple in my practice yesterday and, I, and they were, we were talking about this and they wanted to talk about what was good sex. And I was like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. What is good sex? And mm-hmm. um, there's a piece of it that's purely physical and sort of the hedonistic side. And then there's a piece of it that's really about the relationship and connecting emotionally. And yeah. I go back to this notion that I mentioned last time, which is about agreement. And I said, what agreements do you guys have around sex? Is there an opportunity mm-hmm. to connect um, in some, sometimes in ways that are purely physical or purely right. sort of, sort of pleasurable and op- opportunity to connect in sometimes that are like more emotionally connected. And yeah. um, I think it's the disagreement that creates the problem. So yep. somewhere I would agree with that. Couples need to kind of find their common language around sexual intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. often compare it to eating out. Like sometimes you oh, go to Mac- yes, yes. Sometimes you go to McDonald's and sometimes you go to these like high-end fancy seven-course meal restaurants that cost you two hundred dollars a plate or whatever. And if you went to either of those all the time, you wouldn't have it wouldn't it's not sustainable. You can't eat in a McDonald's every single day. And you can't go to mm-hmm. these long drawn out restaurant experiences all the time. You'd run out of money. And who has time for that, you know? Um, so there has to be some sense of agreement about what are we doing mm-hmm. and what's acceptable and who, yeah. what, what's the outcome and what's the goal. And, and I think, again, if you can concentrate on making love more than having sex, you might, you might find it changes the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love that the whole seven course meal. And I think part of it is too like the expectation talking about what your expectation is. If it's an anniversary and you're like, man, I exactly. I cannot wait for that seven course meal. And your husband just wants to have a quickie in the shower just to get it done uh, and have an, a <laughs> romantic explosion. <laughs> uh, then it's probably not going to settle well for the two of you. So, all right. So we've covered, uh, you know, the take home, I think, with this is to understand that connection is intimacy. And there are a lot of different ways to connect. There's five ways we have emotional, intellectual, physical, spiritual, and sexual. And while one of them, you might be great at one of them, you might be great at some of them, but I think it's more of a, a holistic view of trying to tap into all the areas, each each facet of intimacy in order to deepen your connection with your partner. Anything else yeah, you would right. add? No, only that I, I, I'm still, I mean, obviously trying to sort a lot of this out in my own relationship and I love being able to help couples. And if you have great ideas, please send them to us. Let's hear what, let's hear your thoughts because, um, I I think, you know, it's all about sort of cracking the intimacy code, which, um, which I think we all (laughs) want to do. Yeah. So you can do that by emailing info at forbetter.us. That's F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R dot us. And uh, we look forward to you joining us on our next uh, episode. So we're going to be going into a new series. We're done with connection and moving on. So join us for the next episode. Cool. Later. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening. And if you found this episode helpful, 
please review us on iTunes. If you haven't already subscribed to Marriage Therapy Radio, go ahead and do that. Do that today because we have some of the most challenging couple complaints coming down the pipeline. And I just want to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, we have been talking about connection. If you're curious about how connected you and your mate are, take our connection quiz at www.forbetter.us forward slash get started. And I just wanted to thank you for your time, your attention, but mostly thank you for your energy that you're investing in your relationship for better. Thanks. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.